This is Building Grit, One Call at a Time. I'm your host, Nick Wingo. And in this podcast, I take my experiences that I've had in my life and I use those in turn to look at my situation and build grit around the situation that I've had. And today, I have a guest. I want to kind of change gears a little bit. And I just want to get my guest perspective on how he builds grit. So I want to introduce to you, J.K. McLeod. How are you doing, J.K.? Doing great, man. Glad to be here. So glad you came on. Uh, We met through this whole coronavirus, super interesting way for us to meet, Um, but you've inspired me with a lot of things. Uh, I really appreciated the perspective you bring. It seems like you've got really good perspective. You spent a lot of time uh, going out there and getting knowledge. And with that, you've started your own podcast. Um, It's the Help Me Understand podcast. Can you just give us a little bit of a synopsis of how you got started with that? Yeah, absolutely. First of all, super humbled to be on today. I really appreciate the opportunity. And uh, I guess just to jump right into it, how I started my podcast, which is called Help Me Understand, is uh, something that was born quite a while ago as far as the idea itself. So the phrase first or the title, Help Me Understand, comes from how I try to understand the context around different situations, different questions that people ask me, or just in general, things that I want to understand more about. So the best example that I can give is whenever I'm asked a question or somebody talks to me about a particular situation, my typical response is, help me understand exactly where that's coming from or help me understand what you're looking for. So it started with just trying to get more context. And then what I would find is as I was having conversations with people uh, after asking help me understand, just out of the blue, people would say, you know, you should really, well, let me go ahead and date myself. They would say, you should really have a radio show, but I don't know who listens to the radio anymore. So that's uh, awesome. Eventually, yeah, that eventually evolved to, hey, you know, one day you should start a podcast. And I held back on it for a very long time. And then uh, right around, let's say November, December, I believe it was, I can't even remember the exact time frame, but uh, let's call it, you know, a few months ago, I just finally decided enough was enough. I might as well just, uh, instead of sitting back and waiting, just go, go ahead and get it started. I was being held back or holding myself back from doing it just based on a lot of different things, but just decided, you know what, just go ahead and do it, like get it done. So that's what I did. Just started jumping out there. And I always say it's not about anything specific. Uh, We cover a lot of different topics. We have covered everything from uh, me sitting down with a child psychologist to understand more about adults and how we interact with children and the long-term effects of the things we say to kids. Uh, I've sat down with somebody who's a women's empowerment coach and helps women really develop a sense of who they are and specifically works with mothers around really helping to identify themselves as more than just a, just a mom, if that's even like a just a thing. And then even most recently, uh, doing an episode with uh, a guy who runs an organization that benefits the homeless, and then even sitting down to talk about race relations. So, I mean, I cover just about everything. I love it. I love that you are just getting out there and just getting people uh, to engage uh, and I've listened to several of your podcasts, and I love the fact that you're just really getting knowledge. Uh, I love one of the things I really appreciate about appreciate about you is the fact that you go out and seek a lot of knowledge, uh, and it seems like you like to spread that to others. And lots of times, people like to keep their knowledge to themselves, and I think it's so great that you're a person that wants to share it. I know I've benefited from it, and I know several other people will benefit from that. Yeah, you. Uh, well, one, I appreciate you sharing that feedback with me. It's always helpful to get an understanding for what potential impact would be. But I think what it reminds me of is it, it took a while for me to, number one, build the confidence that I could actually make an impact on other people. For a while, I held back based on trying to quantify the amount of impact that I could have on other people based on size of platform, or is this really going to make a difference in the long run, or even just the basic of nobody wants to hear the random things that are going on in my head. But what I have come to understand, and doesn't mean I don't still struggle with some of those confidence pieces every now and then, but what I've come to understand is that there is a big gap in exposure many times that leads to the reason why people think the way that they do or they act the way that they do. So I feel like by learning more around the context around certain situations, because that's usually what inspires each episode, 
So by learning more around the context, it not only builds my knowledge, but maybe it starts to fill in some of the knowledge gap for someone else. And then going forward, it impacts how they interact with somebody the next time around or how they react to a situation, how they react to something their kids do the next time around, just different things like that. So I have found that just there can be a huge amount of impact that you can have with just being able to help people fill in the gaps and, hey, might as well learn some things about those things for myself too while I'm at it. Absolutely. And, you know, and that's what I'm doing in this podcast is I'm giving perspective um, because I think that so many people lack perspective um, in this day and age. And we get so caught up in ourselves that we forget to look outward. And so like what I'm doing here is, is you know, just getting perspective from, from every angle that I can so that I can in turn build grit and have uh, just a better m- mental toughness and mental awareness of what's going on. Um, you know, and I kind of went through the same thing with, with this podcast before I did. It's that whole paralysis by analysis, right? We get paralyzed because we overanalyze stuff. And the fact is, is until you just get out there and do it, you're never going to get better at it, right? We're, we're just not going to improve until we actually do. So I, I love that you're just getting after it. Yeah, absolutely. And I would definitely say that we we now, through the daily intentions calls that we have, I, I probably what I'll see it at least five days a week, bright and early in the morning. And I've really appreciated the perspective that you've been able to bring to the table just based on your experience. And after listening to the first few episodes of, of your podcast, I've definitely been able to take some learning from there. So I'm just about, I am very much about soaking up knowledge. And I would say over the last few years, it's just become more, let's just say I've been more inspired to actually do something with the knowledge because, you know, I I literally have a bookshelf full of books, but they're worth nothing if you don't actually start putting those things into action. So um, that's also been super helpful. Oh man, so true. It's so true. We all have, I'm sure, tons of books that sit at our shelves and number one, either we don't read them and that if we do read them, we're not likely to share them. And, and, you know, and that's what it's all about. It's all about sharing knowledge and it's all about sharing our experiences. And I think that um, especially as men, lots of times men are afraid to share how they feel, what they're thinking about, what's going through their minds. I know, you know, for me being in the fire service for so long, I never shared because I was told that it was not okay to have feelings really. Uh, and I grew up in a home where it was not okay to have feelings really as well as a man. Like it was, Hey, suck it up, Sally, brush off your knee and get up and go do it again. You know, I don't want to hear you crying. Um, and so, you know, I'm really trying to change that and just have men surround me that are okay with having feelings and are have okay with uh, just, you know, getting in touch with themselves and with other people. And I I really have gotten the feeling from listening to you. And uh, like you said, through the coronavirus, just meeting every morning, seeing and and watching you is that you you have that same mindset, it seems to me that you just really want to share with people. And I love that. Yeah, I again, I really appreciate that. I would say that a decent amount of or not a decent amount, really who I am today is Uh, the result of work of a lot of people. (laughs) Let's just put it that way. Uh, Not just my parents and my grandparents, but the people around them. The whole saying, like, it takes a village. I it's taken me four decades to finally come to this realization that I'm the culmination of a lot of people who did a lot of effort or put a lot of effort and a lot of prayer into my development big time. Uh, So I've been blessed to just be around a lot of great people, a lot of great coaches. Doesn't mean that I have never made a mistake because I've made quite a few. And I don't even know if some of them are mistakes. I've made some pretty intentional bad decisions. But uh, what has benefited me is that I've had, uh, specifically, I've been surrounded by men who understood the importance of um, the role of a man in a home and being able to be a leader in that home. And leader doesn't necessarily always mean the one making the most money or anything like that. Right. uh, Somebody who is a leader based on the actions that they take. And again, it doesn't mean you're infallible. Um, Sometimes that means that you're vulnerable, you're open, um, different things like that. So this is just, you know, they say life is a journey and yeah, I'm just I'm just rolling along with it, but just very uh, very blessed to have been brought up with a decent amount of foundation that I can always go back to when I decide to take an exit that wasn't on the original directions and how to get from point A to B. Right, I love your humbleness and your meekness. Um, you know, and I think that uh, at least what I've encountered is sometimes people mistake humbleness and meekness for weakness. 
And that's so far from the truth, you know, and I really want to change that mindset and really change that perspective for people and just say like, hey, again, it's okay to talk about things and it's okay to just be real and be who you are. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, the the first thing that that really comes to mind is I, I don't know that I would like to consider myself humble. However, I think there's also a piece of there's got to be a certain level of confidence, you know, it's, it's kind of drawing that line between confidence versus arrogance or cockiness, whatever it may be. And I think that especially as, as fathers, that's like this, this never ending path that we're on because we want to instill a certain amount of confidence in our children. But we also understand that there are times that we have to say, I'm sorry to our Absolutely. kids. Absolutely. Um, I've been there. <laughs> yeah, I have been there. That is a super tough lesson to learn, uh, especially, you know, and as, uh, as husbands, boyfriends, whoever, you know, happens to listen to this, like that there's a, a lot of times where you got to apologize too. And boy, that's a tough one. Uh, But again, at the end of the day, I owe quite a bit to the people that have been around me. Uh, I, I can't say it enough. Like I'm a product of a lot of different people who had their hands on me. So they, uh, they, they had quite a bit to do with that. And I love the fact that you recognize that. And, you know, um, one of the things that I try to do and I want people to remember is that they are surrounded by people who care about them. And often we don't realize that and we don't see that we get so caught up in our own stuff. You know, that's one of the things that, you know, I've talked about suicide before. That's one of the things that I see is you get so caught up in your own stuff that you just forget that other people around you care about you and love you. And so it's good that you recognize that. And, you know, I, the thing I would say is that, yes, the confidence is, is awesome. What I love about what you just said is, is that Hey, you know, I just recognize the fact uh, that I need to have that confidence as well. I need as I need to be humble, and just the idea that you have in your mind and you're you're consciously thinking about that means that you're always going to be writing a perfect line. Because as long as you keep that in your sights and you don't lose that, right now we're going to have we, we're going to mess up. We're going to have times like you said where we got to apologize to the kids. But just the fact that you're willing to apologize to your kids, the willingness to apologize to your spouse. Um, Often in relationships, people don't do that. And so it's so good that you're willing to do that. I know that's a big thing that I've changed in the past couple of years of my life is actually like saying, hey, I'm sorry to my son when when I'm wrong or to my daughter. And then also coming to my wife and saying, you know, hey, I'm sorry, I I messed up, which is hard. That's a hard thing to do. Yeah, it it certainly is. And I think, you know, let's I'll lay my disclaimer that I don't think uh, I'm definitely not trying to paint some perfect picture of I'm the first one to apologize or I apologize. Absolutely. Unprompted uh, yes. without, <laughs> without some gentle encouragement. But it, it is something that especially just over the past couple of years, I have just finally, it's like you, you've been trying to get this message across and then it's finally starting to stick. And that's a pattern that I've seen show up in my life quite a bit. I'm one of those people where I was given all of the tools and the resources, but I still kind of did my own thing, made my own decisions. I was one of those, like, I need to put this into action so I can understand why you're telling me this is a bad decision to make. So, uh, you know, it's, it's just one of those things. My dad says it all the time. He's like, you know, as parents, you're, you're responsible for two things. You're responsible for roots and you're responsible for wings. And then after that, it's out of your hands at this point is like, after that, all you can do is just continue to pray over and over and over again. And the conversations that he and I have, now at my age of 41 versus the conversations that we had at 21 are drastically different. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So he, uh, he put a lot of the, a lot of the things that now show up that I will get positive feedback around with staying the course in consistency and not always necessarily hopping from one thing to the next thing, but, you know, staying, trying to stay centered in these are the basics. These are the foundations. That's where it comes from. Because if I think about it, he has basically, or let me not take my mom out of the equation here either, but my parents have essentially had to put in the work and it took them, it, it it took me about 40 years to finally get an understanding for what they went through and what they were trying to teach me. It took a lot of that. So, and that's, you know, I get that with you on that one. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, that's, you know, I could go on about that stuff for days, but really at the end of the day, that is, um, that's a lot of where it comes from as far as 
you know, when you talk about building grit, which to me, a lot of that is about perseverance and being able to stick with a process and whatnot, it has come through trial and error and it will continue to develop through trial and error. But I think that foundation of accountability, the foundation of just the basics, um, that stuff just, it never gets old. So it's something I can always go back to. Absolutely. I love that. And, you know, I just got done reading uh, the book, The Art of Communication. And in that book, it just talks about how the way that people communicate to you sometimes, it's the way that you need to hear it is the best way for you to communicate, right? So what you heard from your dad when you were a kid versus what you hear from your dad now, he obviously was good at communicating to you as a kid the way that you needed to be communicated to. And then also now as as an adult, he's communicating a different way. And I think that that leads to us, uh, you know, that we need to realize as people that we should communicate to people how they can hear the communication, right? I think that often we forget about that. Um, so just just as a side note there. Yeah, I think that is a, that's an excellent point. And what it reminds me of is something that I know we've talked about previously with just sometimes there are things that you're going to try to communicate to someone. And even if you feel like you're meeting them where they are from even the basic, like this is the level that this person communicates on and whatnot, it's not always the teachable moment. It's not always the best window of opportunity. And, you know, try as you might, you can try and tell me something as many times if you, as you want. But if I'm not ready to hear it, then I'm not ready to hear it. It doesn't mean that you're not trying. It doesn't mean that you're not communicating well or effectively. It's just, you know, there may be a moment where I'm just not open to it, but it doesn't mean that you should just shut down that communication. And again, I'm just, I'm blessed that I had, I, I've had people who have continued to put the effort in and put that communication in knowing that, hey, now may not be the right time, but you know, my dad would say, son, there's a time where you will go back and you're going to remember what I told you. And it wasn't in a, I told you so way. <laughs> it was more a, you're, you're going to be a bonehead and you're going to make a stupid decision. I know you're going to. So right. the, the best I can do is just, again, give you the roots. And then he gave me the wings, like he sent me on my way. And then, you know, 40 years later, here we are. So Super awesome. I love where this conversation went. The originally why I brought you on this podcast um, was to talk about 75 hard um, because yeah, yeah. you kind of introduced me to 75 hard and I, I got, I got bit by the bug and here we are, you know, I'm, I'm on day, it's day 39 and I am I'm right in the middle of it. Yeah. You're go ahead and rub it in that it's day 39 for you. I don't, I, I've lost, <laughs> I've lost count, but I think uh, I don't have my calendar in front of me, but I have a countdown calendar. Uh, in my my home office, I think I've got about uh, maybe sixty days to go, somewhere around there. I don't know. Oh man, yeah, yeah. And so that's that's a big reason why I wanted to talk to you about this was uh, just um, how you've used seventy five hard to build grit and and just to so everyone understands. I just wanted to give an explanation of what seventy five hard is. Seventy five hard uh, was designed by Andy Frazella. He has his own podcast. Does a really good job. He's just a real dude. Uh, it's called Real AF. Uh, for real Andy Frizzell, or, you know, you can get the, the just behind what he, he's trying to get across there. Um, and with 75 hard, this is, it's not a diet. And I came into it because I was looking for nutrition uh, and I was looking for a way to get through my difficulties with my nutrition. And Andy says that it's not a diet. And I realized that about 20 days into it. Um, and 75 hard is so you do two workouts a day, 45 minutes. They have to be separated. One of them has to be outside. You can't drink any alcohol. You can't have any cheats, no cheat meals, no junk food, no sugar, uh, none of the crap that you would normally eat. You have to be on a diet. doesn't matter what the diet is. And then you have to take a progress picture every day and then drink a gallon of water. And so it is difficult. That is an understatement. <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely an understatement. And... The first time I heard about it was from my friend Kyle, and uh, he had been talking about it for quite a while as something that he wanted to do. And I half, not even half-heartedly, I, I didn't really have any interest in doing the program, quite honestly. And he didn't ask me to do it. He was just talking to me about it. And I said, oh, yeah, that sounds, man, that sounds tough, but okay, cool. Thanks for letting me know. And then I can't really identify some specific event that happened or whatnot. It was just one day. Uh, it was back in 
December. I'm awful with timeframes. So let's say like December 1st, I think it was of 2019. It was definitely before we hit the turn of the year. Something hit me one day where I was just like, you know, that thing that Kyle was talking about, let me take a look at it. Uh, I looked it up online, looked at the program. Uh, it actually turns out that I had a few connections through social media who had already completed the program. So I just kind of looked at some of the stuff that they did. I didn't sit down and look at the date or anything like that. I just shot him a text and said, yeah, let's go ahead and just do it. Let's start Monday. And, or I think it might've been Sunday. I'm not really sure. And he said, all right, dude, I'm in. And I was, I was thinking he might need to think about it for a minute and kind of align some things <laughs> because yeah, because he's a, he's a full-time retail manager. He's got two kids. His wife works also like he's got a decent amount of stuff going on. He's got a commute to work too. So I was thinking like, yeah, we'll do it. And then let's kind of talk through a plan. He was like, all right, cool. Bet. Let's go. So, so in that moment where you like, Oh, Oh crap. Like I'm committed <laughs> now. Well, you know, he and I talked about this and it's actually an unreleased podcast episode that I still have yet to put out there. One day I, I will. Because uh, it's like the real, real behind the scenes, what that experience was like. But he and I talked about it and he said, what exactly were you expecting me to do? Like, of course, I'm going to be all in and ready to go. And I was thinking, you know, I think to myself, I was thinking, all right, well, let's, we'll kind of plan it out and we'll kind of talk about what our strategy is going to be. And he basically called me out and he said, I have never been that sort of person. I don't know why you would think that I would do that. Obviously, you sent me that text because you knew that I was going to be the final push and I was going to say, let's go. And I'm like, yeah, you, yeah, you're kind of right. Because that's kind of how we communicate. I'm more the like, hey, take a minute and let's think through a strategy. He's more the ready fire and then I'll worry about where I'm aiming later. And it just, nice. worked. It just worked out. Yeah. Yeah. So then with that in mind, like once you got started, what do you, what do you think originally the, the first go around, what was your aim? Like once you got into it, what were you looking to gain out of it? Uh, great question. So my original intent with going ahead and getting that started the first time was because I had felt like I had some pretty good basics in place. So I looked at the different tasks that you needed to complete each day without fail. And I had already thought about the fact that for the most part, I feel like I've got some pretty good habits in place. Uh, I would occasionally, you know, read a some a longer article or an ebook or something like that. Uh, I work out very regularly, so it's not that difficult for me to you know work out each day. Um, I don't go you know balls to the wall every single day, so I can sustain that. I stay hydrated pretty well, so okay, cool, check that off. And you know, I I'm more of if you're to try and label my diet, I'm I'm a flexible dieter. I am that classic guy who does enjoy his pop tarts and such, but I'm like, yeah, if I need to hunker down, like I can hunker down and I can keep things in line for however long. So I felt like, listen, I've built some pretty good habits. Let me try to go through this process and see if, or basically prove, Hey, if you more often than not have pretty consistent habits in place, then Something like this, although it is a challenge, I didn't go into this thinking it would be easy, but although it's a challenge, if you typically operate at a certain level, then you should be able to do something like this without having to completely disrupt your entire life. So that's originally where I started was trying to prove, not to anybody else, but really just to prove to myself like, okay, you think that you've got pretty good habits. How consistent are you actually? because people will typically tell me that they feel like I'm one of the more consistent people they know and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, that's, that's nice. But you know, I don't, my definition of consistency may be a little bit different than yours. You don't see the behind the scenes. You don't see what I am doing day in and day out. You just see maybe a snippet that I posted. And so this was really more of a challenge to myself with you think you're consistent. How consistent are you really? Can you do this for 75 straight days? Right. And Andy says, you know, the only one you're going to be held account accountable to is yourself. And that's the truth in this. Like this challenge is a mental challenge by all means. Um, and for me, I know that number one, the reason that I wanted to do it is because when I looked at it, it made my gut turn. And I've heard several people tell me that if there's something that makes you your gut turn and it makes you uncomfortable, like you should lean into that because that's where your growth is going to happen. And I stopped and I thought to myself, 
hmm, what have I done for 75 days ever in my life? And I was unable to identify anything that I've done 75 days straight every single day. Like there was nothing. I, I was a drinker. I've been a drinker on and off my, my life. Um, that's a whole nother story. But, you know, junk food, my diet, I'm constantly like every three or four days, like junk food, you know, cookies, whatever. And then I, then I like blame everything else for my diet woes, but it's because I just can't stick to it. So yeah, for me, that was a big part of it. At that point, had you done anything for 75 days or? You know what? I had, but I, I didn't realize it until probably a few months ago. And it, the only reason I realized this was because of one of those, um, those Facebook memories that come up. So the first time that I trained for a Spartan race, this was back in like early, say 2011, 2012, I think it was. For some reason, I decided, like, I decided that uh, I was not going to eat ice cream for 100 days. Like that was my big sacrifice. So that's the one thing that I think I've stuck to for that long. But because uh, I'm usually not all about these like really long, like such and such day challenge sort of things. I don't know if it's because I'm just opposed to what they typically mean uh, because it's born around restriction or whatever it might be. Uh, but, you know, really, I think the the spirit of your question is kind of like, hey, have you ever done something like consistently day in day out without fail you did not miss you did not skip you did not cheat uh not not really like the ice cream thing just happened to pop up in my head and i it's kind of funny to look back and see the things that i posted now with like it's day 98 it's all <laughs> you know that sort of thing but no i had definitely not committed to that level of consistency day in and day out and i think a big reason for that is because I'm big on people being able to define consistency for themselves. So, you know, as a, a programmer for fitness programs and coaching individuals, I more often than not am having conversations with people around releasing the pressure that they're putting on themselves to do something day in and day out without fail, because more often than not, they're, they're stressing themselves out over it. So I think subconsciously to be an example for that, I have typically shied away from something like this. Like my, my people that know me really, really well, so not just like acquaintances and things like that, but people who know me really, really well would not think that this is something that I would be all about, especially when, they, when you get to the diet part. They would not find me to be that person because I've always been a champion for like drop the restriction stuff. Like you're not going to like lose all your progress just because you ate a donut. It's not that big of a deal, but that's actually why I'm doing it again now because I went a little bit looser with the diet the first time around. And then after Andy came out with the podcast that really clarified what he was talking about and he called out macro counters, like right off the bat in that podcast, I was like, well, looks like I'm going to be doing it again. So yeah. That's my experience. How, how did that make you feel when you heard that podcast and you did this thing for 75 days and you're like feeling accomplished, I'm sure like, Hey, I did this thing. And then boom, like you get smashed down. How, what was the, what was the like deep down? You know like So straight up first reaction, you know, the first thing I sent a text to my friend Kyle and I said, dude, I'm not giving back the t-shirt. I don't care what he says. Cause I had bought this, <laughs> I already bought this, uh, yeah, I'd already bought this 75 hard t-shirt that I waited until we finished to buy this t-shirt and it said 75 hard hashtag we ain't the same. Like we're, we're not the same as those people who don't do it. So I, I sent him a text. I was like, I don't care what he says. I'm not giving back the t-shirt. Like I'll redo the program before I give back the t-shirt. And so we went back and forth with this like, man, does it even count? Should we say we did it and whatnot? I'm like, listen, I don't, I don't care about saying I did or didn't complete it successfully. I'm completely fine. Like, this is kind of the confidence piece. I feel like I'm fine saying, listen, I did what I thought the program was uh, through the 75 days. It's been clarified to me that I didn't do it correctly. So cool. I'm going to face that and I'm going to go ahead and do it all over again. And so that's why I started it all over again. But yeah, initially, man, I was, 
I was defiant. I think that's probably the best way to describe it. Cause I really didn't want to give that t-shirt back at all. Oh um, man. I'm, I'm so with you. I can completely <laughs> understand. I think that if it was me, I would have been mad. I'd have been like, this is bull crap. You said it was, I didn't get clarification. This was not good communication, but you know, that's what we do. We tend to try to blame somebody else right off the bat. At least I do. I know, especially in our failures. Yeah. Well, it, uh, what I found was in listening to the podcast where he went through and did the clarification, what he did was basically lay the foundation for, like, if he were to have a conversation with me, I could picture him saying, hey, yo, so I heard you did my program because you wanted to prove that it wasn't going to completely disrupt your life. And then the way that I perceive that is he would have taken that as, oh, so JK, you're saying it's not that hard. And although I felt like that's not what I was trying to say, everything that he talked about when he broke down just the different aspects of it was, hey, listen, like I get it that I said you pick a diet that works for you. Just don't cheat on that. But I wasn't talking about being able to smash a pizza just because it fits in your macros. And of course, I still ate. Yeah, I love Blaze Pizza. So I still ate pizza pretty regularly, but it fit into my macros. And he was like, that defeats the purpose. This is supposed to be hard. There's supposed to be a sacrifice. Like to use the theme that you've got, this is supposed to build grit. So just because you can stick to your macros, like that's not a challenge, dude. Like you need to do something that is a challenge. So what's a challenge to me? A challenge to me is not, not having pizza for 75 days. And especially when they just ramped up all their marketing to me too, which is just cold blooded. But uh, um, yeah, you know, like that stuff, him going through item by item and even clarifying, for example, the two workouts, that was something I had to think about too, because he talked about the fact that I said two 45 minute workouts. I didn't say an hour and a half of working out. They need to be two separate workouts. And there were a couple days where I definitely did my lifting. And then I would just take a walk for 45 minutes after I lifted for 45 minutes, they were consecutive back to back. So I was like, all right, well, let me go back through and make sure I'm keeping them separate. Cause he said, you guys, you're marking, you know, a two hour time frame where you can get two workouts in. Is that really difficult for you? Or is it more difficult because you need to get up early and then you got to stay up late or you've got, you know, something you've got to take care of in between and then you got to fit it in. So his clarification really, really broke it down to, again, this is about a mindset challenge and getting out of your comfort zone. And it's definitely been that the second time around too. And it's so true. You know, I'm right there with you is I'm realizing quickly that, you know, it's not about the fitness piece. I mean, the fitness piece is a, um, it's a benefit of, it's a, it's something that happens because of the mental piece. And, you know, I'm, I'm with you. I've had to get up, you know, at four in the morning to do my walks before I go to shift because I'm concerned that I'm not going to get my 45 minute workouts twice at work because work gets busy. You know, I run calls, 911 calls. I've had two days now where it took me three times to get through my 45 minute workout and it had to be the full 45 minutes or I didn't feel satisfied. I'm like, okay, it's, it's like, it's not complete unless I do 45 minutes through. And so it's, and it's, it was difficult. It's like, dang, man, I don't want to go back in the gym again, but I got to do it. Cause I made it, I made a commitment to do this thing. Yeah. It's uh it, it definitely can get in your head. And I remember when you asked, hey, what do you think about doing it? What do you suggest? And things like that. And my response, I, I think then and continues to be for anyone, like, hey, you just got to think about it. It's not, it's not for everybody, in my opinion. In my opinion, it's not for everybody. You've got to truly be ready to make a change. In my opinion, this is not, 75 hard is not something that builds change. It doesn't get you ready to make a change. You have to be ready to make a change. Now, if you want to start it off with, well, let me see if this will prove to me that I'm ready to make a radical change in my life, then cool. Yeah, it is for you. But this will tell you right off the bat in the most extreme way, whether you're ready to actually do this or not. Um, And the things that you learn going through the process are just, uh, you learn like I've learned just a a lot about myself and I've also learned quite a bit about the people around me too. I've learned the people that are the drivers in my life and I've learned the people that are complete drainers in my life. And uh, I accept them the way that they are. It doesn't mean that I need to keep them around me though. So that's a big, that's a big learning that has come from that. 
Absolutely. I love that you can kind of throw in the fact that you're learning so much from it, because I think that with this 75 hard, that's the biggest piece, in my opinion, is what you learn about yourself and what you learn. Uh, you Number one, what you can do, because lots of times we go through life and we think we can't do things. People tell me all the time, I can't do this or I can't do that because of this or because of that. And the fact is you just don't want to do it or you're not ready to change. And that's okay. It's okay for you to be in that point in your life. And uh, like you said, this is not for everybody. And if you're not ready for something like this, don't step into it because you're going to just disappoint yourself. And you know, that's not what it's about. It's not about getting disappointment. It's about finding yourself, finding your strengths that you have inside you and building grit. You know, uh, that's what I've seen is that, you know, I'm really getting gritty from this because there has been some days where I'm like, you know, it's seven o'clock at night, eight o'clock at night, and I need to go do an outdoor walk and drink some more water. And I'm like, oh, I just don't want to do it. Yeah, it's uh, it very early on taught me quite a bit around my systems. And let me actually say my lack thereof. Let me put it that way. So, you know, for example, I thought that I was pretty good about staying focused in the morning, especially. So with the way that my career responsibilities are laid out, pretty much the majority of the time that I have in order to really focus on things is before eight o'clock in the morning, for the most part whether it was pre-coronavirus or post-coronavirus, pre-8 o'clock is my prime time. And I thought that I was pretty disciplined because I can get up at 3.30 or 4 o'clock in the morning without a problem. That's not a challenge for me. But what I found is, hey, just because you get up at 3.30 or 4, like you ain't special. Like That doesn't make you any better than anybody else because you're getting up at that time. And what are you actually doing with that time? And what I'm able to accomplish now in three and a half to four hours is immensely more than I was accomplishing before in that three and a half to four hour time frame. And I don't know, you know, who will listen to this and what they'll think or anything like that. The best I can do is just say, um, this is not about bragging or boasting or anything like that. It's about saying, that's something that I learned about myself. I had to call myself on the carpet. Like, dude, you, you think you were special because you got up at four and you got a bunch done before anybody else woke up, but I wasn't actually using my time super effectively. Like I may be efficient with my workouts, but I was still spending say like an hour and 15 minutes at the gym even though I was working out for about 45 of that. And then I would get distracted writing training programs for other people and thinking about other things for my clients when I should have just been focusing on get your workout done, then, then segment out the time that you're going to work on your client stuff, then segment out when you're going to read like things like that. So I had an opportunity to tighten up my systems and I don't, I knew that I knew that all along, but this has been something that's helped me see where those gaps were. Well, and it makes you do that. I know that I, I love that because that's exactly where I'm at in the space I'm in right now is it has made me be more efficient because I have to, because if I don't, I'm going to, I'm going to fail at this thing. And, and I am, I'm one of those guys that I am not going to be satisfied until I complete this thing. Like there is no satisfaction for me. And you know, that's just me. It's just who I am. That's just where I come from the space that I'm in. But yeah, it's amazing to see like where I've seen other things in my life where I'm like, oh man, I can be so much more efficient in these things and do these things. And a lot of the things I read and listen to, you know, successful people talk about uh, getting up early in the morning. But along with that is like you're talking about is you need to be purposeful and tentful with what you're doing in the morning because just getting up early in the morning doesn't mean anything. What you're doing with that time that you're creating that space and that distance between other people is when you're using those. We've talked about that creating that distance over the weekends. And I think that that can apply in the morning as well as you're creating that distance from people who are just, you know, average people to abnormally amazing people is that they're putting that distance and using those two hours in the morning to be purposeful and attentful with what they're doing. Yeah. And I think something that, that comes to mind when you talk about that and you bring up such a good point is, well, two things come to mind. First, the, the fact that I'm not afraid to fail is kind of a gift and a curse, to be quite honest with you, because I have failed at this second attempt. Like I failed at it, you know this, like I forgot to read one day and I failed at it. So I had to start all over again. But when I 
quote unquote fail at something. So when I don't meet the objective, you know, I'm still working on how to feel that because I don't, it doesn't wreck my day. It doesn't wreck my life. I don't all of a sudden think I'm some sort of a loser who's never going to accomplish anything or anything like that. And I think that sometimes can be a curse is not a great word to use, but you get where I'm going with that. But sometimes that can be the darker side of knowing that you have basics and foundations to fall back on. So it's kind of like, yeah, I failed, but I'm still more consistent than most, or I failed at this particular program, but that doesn't make me a bad person. So the bigger challenge for me has been not getting comfortable with the failure. And I, that might sound weird to, to some people that I've interacted with who feel like, man, it just seems like you're really driven and whatnot. Yeah, that's because I'm also not afraid to fail. Like, it doesn't bother me if something doesn't turn out the way that I thought it was going to turn out because I'm like, all right, well, eh, I'll just try it again. But also one other thing that you brought up is you know, it's one thing to get up early. It's another thing to be productive in that time. So if you get up at four o'clock in the morning, but then you spend the next two to three hours doing something that you could have gotten done in one hour, what was the point in getting up? And that goes into, to me, like that fixed versus growth mindset. You, you will have people who kind of look at that and they go, well, man, I listened to Nick and JK have this conversation and I just know that I already have an opportunity with really staying focused. So it, there's no point in me getting up at four o'clock in the morning because I'm not going to be focused anyway. So why even bother? And that's where I say like this program is not necessarily for everybody because if that's the attitude that you're going to have, then no, like I would prefer that you don't do it because you're just not ready to make that change. But if you are ready to make that change, then start with getting up at four o'clock in the morning and you have a specific list of things that you can start working on. So get up at four in the morning, take your progress photo, start reading your 10 pages. After you're done reading your 10 pages, go work out. Like this gives you things to work on as you're starting to build your own systems. And I don't know if you were wanting to talk about this or not, but I think a big piece of this is also your plan for after you're done. Absolutely. Um, because Absolutely. That's the piece, man. It, this 75 hard, awesome, cool, get it done. Then how are you going to make it something that's sustainable? And that's actually exactly where I was wanted to go with this is because um, it is about building grit, right? Again, my, my podcast, Building Grit. And so that's what I wanted to kind of hammer home at the end of this. It was just to come to the point of like, hey, we're building grit so that we can move on and, and move forward and, and do stuff. Grit is no good unless you use it, right? So we can do the 75 hard and it's awesome that we did it. But if I don't use it, I don't use that grit, then what was the whole purpose or what was the point of doing it? I feel like you, you know, there was no purpose if you don't continue on into something else. And so like right now for me, I'm kind of like already planning. What does it look like now every morning? Do I still get up at four in the morning to do my walks before I go to, to work? Do I, you know, what does that look like? I've had that conversation with my wife and she wants to know what does it look like? And one of the things that we've been doing is that she's been walking with me. And so we've been connecting on that walk every day. And so it's, it's really built this time that we have together. Uh, we don't necessarily talk every, everyone. Uh, we've had fights on a couple walks. You know, we listen to our own things sometimes, but just being together, being purposeful and, and just having that 45 minutes together has been something that she has let me know that she cherishes. And so that's something that I will carry on. You know, the reading, that's something I will carry on because there is a lot of value in that. There's, I, I'm not going to work out twice a day, every day after this. It's just not going to happen, I, you know, but I am going to take this and really, you know, the diet has been a huge piece for me. You know, getting rid of the junk food has been a huge piece for me. What do you think are the things that you're take from this the most and, and, and move forward with? Well, I can talk about really a combination of the first time I went through it and then also where I currently am. I know that for me, what I'm going to do after I finish 75 hard this time around is I'm going to again, take another concept from Andy Frisella and use the power list. So with the different things that I have going on, both personally with uh, developing both my family and my relationship uh, with my wife, and then also looking at my business development too, with training and coaching, um, I'm gearing my power list towards that. So what I'm going to do is still, still, I'm still getting up at the same time every day. Fun fact, I use an alarm but I typically am awake before the alarm goes off and then I shut it off 
and just kind of, you know, take 10 deep breaths and then get up in the morning. So the getting up is not going to be, is not going to go away. And it's going to be about then almost like inserting other things in there. So I'm going to do some swaps. So for example, I know that I would spend 45 minutes on my walking time as my second workout. And I would do that later on after we do our, our morning calls. And I now know, hey, there's 45 minutes each day that you can commit to some of your business development stuff. There's a couple things that I want to do family-wise and I need to plan for those things and get more information about those things. Most, most notably, my son has been wanting me to do this thing on Minecraft for forever and I tried and just keep messing up at it. And I think he's starting to get pretty mad because I'm doing it wrong. So I know that I've got 45 minutes that I can spend trying to learn more. Sounds crazy, right? But I'm going to spend 45 minutes trying to learn more about this thing with Minecraft so he doesn't stomp me every time I try to do it. Just I'm going to be able to take not necessarily the certain tasks. It's going to be about taking the systems. I've proven to myself that I have time to do the things that I want to do and that I can stay focused. So it's going to be pulling other aspects from that power list, the five things that I want to do consistently. After I do those consistently for 35 days, then I'll start swapping some of those things out. But for me, it's not task specific. It's going to be around, you've already proven that you can do it and you have a system. So now just insert and flip-flop different things into that, just depending on what's happening in life. I love that. I think that's such a great way to uh, transition out of this thing. And again, I think that when you do this, the whole premises and the idea behind it is to be changed and is to be more productive. And so I love that you're you're already making a plan. And as well as I'm going to continue to kind of hash down what my plan looks like uh, as I'm in the process of kind of building my brand and kind of figuring out where I am in the you know, the whole realm of things. I'm starting uh, IV, IV business with here soon. Uh, I've got a lot of things going on. So I'm just really trying to hone in where I'm going to focus my stuff. So that, that kind of gives me some good ideas of, of what I need to work on. So I appreciate that. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. So my last kind of last thing that I want to ask you is number one, why is it important that you finish this? And number two, what is it going to feel like to finally have completed it according to the, the new rules that you didn't know about before? All right. Well, starting with the first question, why is it important? I'm going to give an unsolicited plug for an organization called Because I Said I Would. And that's my answer. I'm going to finish it because I said I would. And again, I I am going to give a shameless plug. Um, It's a nonprofit organization called Because I Said I Would that's had a pretty big impact on my life. And it was shared, uh, the founder's message was shared to me by my dad. And it's an organization that talks about keeping promises. And I've spent plenty of time breaking tons of promises. So uh, I'm working on being the type of person, uh, you know, you talk about building habits. I'm working on being the type of person who doesn't break promises and who sees things all the way through to the end. So whether it be something as simple as I said, I was going to go pick you up from this appointment at this time, or I said, I told my son I was going to play NBA 2K20 at 7.30 PM tonight. my response is the same. Uh, When somebody asks me, why are you doing 75 hard? As if somebody asked me, why are you going to finish that workout? Because I said I would. So I can't really give you much more than that. Love it. I love that. I finish it because I said I would. And then second question was what, what do I, how will I feel? You said, yeah. How are you going to feel about finishing? Yeah. You know what? The first the first phrase that comes to mind is I'm going to feel never satisfied. I'm not going to be satisfied. I'm going to feel like I accomplished something, but I'm looking at 75 hard not to garner a specific result and not to give me like, okay, well, now that I've done this, this means that I have achieved this. No, what it's done is it's helped me rebuild, re-engage, and refocus, refocus on building a foundation for what is now to come. So that's what I'm, uh, that's how I'm going to feel. I'm going to feel like, okay, I have checked this off. I do feel accomplished, but now I got more that I can do. So I'm, I'm going to feel ready for more. Basically. I love that mindset. And I think that, you know, if you are going to do 75 hard again, disclaimer, not for everybody, if you are going to do it to have the mindset of like, Hey, this is so I can change indefinitely, not so I can accomplish just this one thing. 
And for me, that's a big thing that I've seen out of this is it's a life will change forever because I did this and I will be seeking more because I did this. Yeah. And I think you raise such a good point. And I know we're, we're kind of nearing the end here. So I, I'll try my best not to belabor this point. It reminds me so much of going back to conversations with, with well, I've, I did this program for in the past and it worked for me. Or I did this diet in the past and it worked for me. Well, you almost, you give that person the look with like the, the tilt your head to the side. Really? Did it? Because here you are. Here we sit. Yeah. yeah. So it, it, it worked for you. Did it. And I know that comes across like my tone comes across pretty snotty. On I, that. I get it. I'm with you. But, but that's, that's the thing. So, you know, and I internalize that feedback. So I can say, yeah, I did 75 hard. I'm done with it. And if I then go back to the same sloppy systems, the same not finishing things, that I said I was going to do, the same not being focused when I had the opportunity to be focused, the same not being open with communication in areas that I want to improve, then did I really do the program? And the answer would be no, because I don't, I truly don't think it's possible. And I think Andy even has even said this, and I agree with him on this. I don't think it's possible to go through that program the way it's supposed to be done and be the same. It's, it's not possible. Not if you have found a way to get in two physical workouts every day, you have drank a gallon of water every day, you have read 10 pages. I don't know if we specified this before, 10 pages of some sort of self-development leadership, something like that book. So and it has to be a physical book, not an audio yes. book. He specifies no audio books. We didn't, <laughs> we didn't specify that, but yeah. And that's, yeah. I mean, it just, every little aspect, like you're saying, it's, it's difficult. Yep. Like it's, it's not, so to go through all of that, if you have done those things, which they are all things that I call drivers. So if you've done those drivers for 75 days in a row, oh, and PS, you've committed to a specific way of eating as fuel, like to provide you with energy and to sustain you. You've done that for 75 days in a row. And you're telling me that you're the same as you were before the program. Then I, I, I gotta call, I gotta call BS on you. I'm yeah, sorry. There's no like way. It's not, it's, it's impossible. So that's why I would definitely say like, it's, it's one of those things where if you don't come out of the other side of this, like completely changed, then you didn't, you didn't do it the way it was designed to do. And I can truly say, you know what, the first time on the nutrition side, I didn't come out very different. And that was most likely because I didn't follow it the way that he intended it to be done. So, okay, gotcha. You know, that I'm working on that. Now this time around, I'm following it the way that he said to follow it. So, yeah. Awesome. I've really enjoyed this conversation, JK. It really went a good direction, I think. I really appreciate you and I'm humbled that you joined me on this podcast. Uh, I will let everybody give them a link for your podcast on the description of this. Um, and I look forward to talking to you again soon. Thanks again. All right. Thanks, man. Really appreciate being here.